my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you and uh, Bono. <laughs> Bono. Oh, Bono. Not Bono. <laughs> and Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. You kind of look like Cher mixed with Sonny Bono. <laughs> no. Mixed with Sonny Bono. He was short, bald, and had a mustache. Maybe you look like Sonny Bono. <laughs> I think Bono has a mustache. <laughs> Oh, goatee like you. <laughs> I don't have a mustache. Though, oh, this is Eddie and Andy coming to you live from Yorkland, California for Living Fearless Devotional. My schnugs has an eye problem. <laughs> yes, I want to spare you guys what it looks like. That's funny that we were at the event last night that we were going to talk about. It, it was amazing. Um, but uh, took, you know, our, our normal selfie pictures together. And we happen to have some friends there. And there you were with your sunglasses on like a, <laughs> like a superstar in the front row. Of this concert of 16,000 people. <laughs> you were like right in your, it, it was perfect. Yes. Like if you sit up at where we were, we were sitting. You, you can wear sunglasses yeah. at night inside <laughs> the theater. Uh-huh. Hey, why don't you tell people about this resurrectministry.com? Oh, okay. So that's our uh, online ministry to bring people to Christ. Our mission is to spread the gospel to every corner of the earth and give people the opportunity to meet Jesus where you are. You don't ever have to leave your house. You don't have to have any Christian friends. You don't have to step foot in a church. Meet Jesus Christ where you are. And then you can go to church. Uh, we have... Or come to our church. Or you can come to our church. We'd love <laughs> to see you. Oh, actually, we have some guests that have RSVP'd already, I'll tell you about. Oh, really? And yes, my friend Melinda, her husband, what? their daughter, and the daughter's friend. Wow. And yes. our kids will be there. That's why she wanted to come. She had oh. asked, when are the kids going to be there? And I said, December 11th. Wow, so I have to think of a team message. Yeah. All right, I can do that. Okay. And... It's only a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's also this podcast, all of our past, um, I was going to say performances, but they're not performances, <laughs> all our past recordings, and Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my articles on the Christian Post, and some great Bible resources, some books we thought that you guys would enjoy. And please drop us a line, a comment. We love to hear from you. And if you're interested in partnering with us, there's a click now donate button. We'd yes. be very grateful. Be Thank awesome. you in advance. Hey there, Carrie News. She's thinking. I think she didn't hear the explanation of my glasses. Maybe. No, I think she's thinking about what kind of message I'm going to give to the teenagers. Oh, maybe. What she'll confirm. I'm usually right. As I said on my show, uh, Vote PYL Vote, I, I indicated that I'm always right. Really? Yes. <laughs> I must be really giving you a run for your money then. All right. We're reading from Smith Wiggles. No, we're not reading from Smith Wigglesworth. Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> wow. I just went back in time. Do you see how I am always right? Yeah. Charles Spurgeon. That was the Lord. Morning. Out your weakness. <laughs> Anyone who says I can do it in my own strength shall be defeated instantly. We shall read about that, folks. God just wanted to give Andy a little demonstration. Come on, lovey. You can Stop. read now. You know, you said you don't have a sense of humor. You got a sense of humor. <laughs> you taught me. Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, is what we're reading for November 4th. Only uh, four days until the election. Yeah. November 4th, my power is made perfect in weakness, says 2 Corinthians 12, 9. 
Charles Spurgeon in this devotional says, a primary qualification for serving God with any degree of success and for doing his work well and triumphantly is a sense of your own weakness. When the Lord's warrior marches forth to battle strong in his own might, or when he boasts, <laughs> I know, oh, I know I will be victorious for my own mighty arm and conquering sword will give me victory. Defeat is not far away. Yes. God will not go forward with the person who marches ahead in his own strength. He who has counted on victory in his own in this fashion has counted wrongly for not by might nor by power but by spirit says the lord almighty uh, those who enter the battle boasting of their own prowess will return with their victory banners dragging through the dust and their armor stained with disgrace those who serve the lord must serve him in his in his way capital h and his strength or he will never accept your service. Whatever mankind does unaided by God's divine strength, he will never accept as his work. He throws mere fruit of the earth away and will only reap fruit produced from seed sown from heaven, watered by grace and ripened by the sun of his divine love. Mm. God will empty you of yourself before he will put his resources in you cleaning out your granary, granary before filling it with the finest of his wheat. The river of the Lord is full of water, but not, but not one drop of it flows from earthly springs. He will never allow any strength to be used in his battles except that which he himself imparts. Believer, are you mourning your own weakness? Take courage, for you must have an awareness of your own weakness before the Lord will give you victory. Your emptiness is the necessary preparation for being filled and being cast down is simply preparing you to be lifted up. When I am weak, then I am strong. Grace is my shield and Christ is my song. Oh, so good. Said Isaac Watts. I want to repeat just a couple of these. Hmm. He will never allow any strength to be used in his battles except that which he himself imparts. That's, that's deep. Mm -hmm. Your emptiness is the necessary preparation for being filled. And so when you, when you really think about that, again, God and another, God will empty you of yourself before he will put his resources in you. And it's really, I mean, I go through this every time I write an article where I sit down and I, and I agonize over what I'm going to write. And I, every time at the end, I'm like, Lord, what do you want to convey? You agonize before you sit down. Before I sit down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then when I sit down, I just, I pray mm. and it comes, you know? So you would think I would stop agonizing before um, and just go to the sitting down part. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't seem to, I don't seem to learn the methodology, but even, even in the simplest things or the, in the largest tasks, that's the, that's the complicated part of ministry is mm -hmm. realizing that you're literally, God chose you for maybe no other reason than you being available, but he also may have put some attributes in you from the foundations of the earth and wants to fine tune those attributes, but literally does not want you to use them the way you think you should use them. Mm -hmm. 
So in other words, like, you know, if you have strength, it's like, I don't want your strength. I need to mold it into my strength. My strength operates God. God's strength operates in a completely different fashion than human strength. You know, so whatever an intelligence, the one, honestly, the one I grapple with is intelligence because I think, okay, what does this mind know? What are the current events? What have I learned? What can I come up with? But that is not what he wants. He wants, this is the message I want to convey and I need you to write it. Meaning like he just needs me to put or to just type what he wants me what to he downloads. Right. And it's a, it's a difficult process. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's just a, it's the same thing as raising a child so many times when I was like really pushing um, on my daughter in a way that I thought was right. The Lord was like, okay, stop. What you're doing is not working, you know? And, and I had to learn to surrender to what he was telling me in order to see the fruits of what I'm seeing now. And God willing, that's not the end of it, but it, it was, it's so much better than it was. I mean, you even saw from when we, when we first met, but you should have seen the, the disaster it was even three years ago. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, um, we, we say these things as cliches. Oh, mm -hmm. your power is made perfect in my weakness. And therefore I will boast of my weakness all the more as Paul says, but to live it is difficult. It, it really takes a conscious surrendering of everything. Lord, I don't want to do this in my strength. Yeah. No, I said you're you you're giving more me more things to think about because I of course I'm thinking about last night's message that we heard at the forum in LA. But there is a little bit of of a side story to being at the forum. Because so much of my time spent at the forum was, uh, you know, watching rock stars, Queen and the Motels and Oingo Boingo and Devo yeah. and Prince. Uh, I can't tell you, I saw so many rock stars there. But going, I, I did a, 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 a few debauchery like well, things. Likely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and while I was there. Um, usually having a few drinks and, you know, whoever we went with, we, you know, did some things in the parking lot. Who knows? I'm nothing bad. I didn't shoot heroin or anything like that, but <laughs> we did drink. Um, and, you know, trying to pick up on girls and all of this stuff. And then even maybe even, maybe know, even found one or two. found one or two while we were there. <laughs> um, and so what I was and thinking of them or they yeah. came on their own volition. <laughs> so what I was thinking of while I was there was interesting because uh, Stephen Furtick was the, as the pastor that was speaking last night. Um, as he was talking about something very similar to this in, in relationship to our weakness, you know, that we sometimes hesitate or that we, we we're not ready or we're not prepared. Like how, like even doing the devotional, I, I, God told me to take, you know, the Smith Wigglesworth book. Now I'm talking about the right book, but, Back when I first started, I was started with Smith Wigglesworth. And he said, take that book, take a Bible and take a couple other books with you. Put them in your backpack, go to the park and turn on your camera and start talking. Yes. And I'm going, what are you talking about? I know nothing about the Bible, God. I know I've been in the church for 25 years and I've heard it, <laughs> but I know not enough to sit here in front of God and everyone, everyone and, and, all, the talk ducks. Of, and all the ducks and the geese 
and potentially people riding by on their bicycles or walking their dogs by because I was going to be talking to where they could hear. Uh, I, I'm just giving you kind of this picture that I, I was not prepared and not worthy of representing God. And yet he told me to go and I, and I had to go. So there's a little bit of that. So now let's look at last night at the forum where I'm sitting there. I don't know if you saw me kind of looking around. I'm looking at all the places yes. that I sat and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow. I just was thinking God had just taken all of that and, and I, and had to just put me in such a, in such a, a, a place of despair. He emptied me out is what I'm seeing now (laughs) Um, because I lost everything. I lost every dime I had. And then some, all my retirement gone. I, it was like something like two or $300,000 all gone. I had to use it to pay for employees of a business that went horrible I got divorced. I essentially lost my house, but I was able to regain it because so you I lost made, everything in I, the I, house. I, 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 All the furniture. Oh yeah. And now, okay. She yeah. left you he, he emptied, he emptied my house. <laughs> Literally not a chair. The cabinets, the refrigerator, <laughs> everything. the garage, the backyard, <laughs> the planters, the hoses. The gone. welcome mat was gone. I didn't believe him when he said it, but I saw pictures. There was literally not even a, a dog bowl. This, this really <laughs> does have a point. That, I, And then I'm in this forum and I'm thinking, gosh, if anybody would have told me when I was there watching Queen or Prince or whatever, that I would be in that room again, 30 years, 40 years from that, that place that I would be there listening to a pastor, hands raised crying because I was crying, <laughs> praising God, Jesus Christ, and looking and With looking 16,000 people look and looking at everybody and going, God just, just wiped me clean. Amen. Just, just wiped everything out. And he said, okay, now, now you're ready. I'm going to take everything from you and fill you up. Amen. And, um, I hope that, that it's awesome that spoke to what it is we're talking about because he literally did exactly what's in this devotional cleared me out, emptied me <laughs> beyond. <laughs> True. And then uh, over time, after that emptying, I did even come to a place where I finally said, God, I surrender to you. I, um, I am sorry. And I repent. And my life changed from that point on as he filled me up with his word with his presence, uh, with the Holy Spirit, and uh, changed my life. It's amazing that how on Glory point. Glory be to God. How, how on point this is. Wow. Amazing. Can I take one brief side note and say yep, sure. hello, Andy? If you are still there, Andy Polk, my dear friend. Hello. So on, link- on LinkedIn. Nice to see you. Uh, me and Andy were partners in crime in the early days of fighting Islamic terrorism. <laughs> Yes, he on, worked on, on the, the good hill. side of crime. I'm assuming. on the good side, on the good side. <laughs> okay. He was a staffer on the hill and we worked hard. We worked really, really hard to save this country, to save this country. And now he's, if I'm not mistaken, still in the shoe business, uh, working for one of now, the, that's interesting. Because yeah. Like, like get he smart just, shoe business. Like no, you must shoe no, phones. He just, just left. <laughs> he peaced out. <laughs> Oh, kind of like me now. So, you know, how do you do spy work for the government and then get into the shoe business? It only makes sense that he's making shoes for Get Smart. No, no, he just left it. Oh. I hope you're enjoying it, Andy. If you're still there, please 
let me know that life is good for you because I love seeing your posts on LinkedIn and it's it's nice to see you here. As you can tell, I'm now a born again Christian. Hope that came across. And correctly. she loved you so much that she decided I'm going to marry a guy named Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome. That's awesome. Uh, Cindy says. Oh, we have to say something. We have to pontificate. Cindy no. <laughs> Can't wait Hope to hear what you have to say. This is the scripture I'm preaching on Sunday. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. That would be, yeah, we want to hear it then. Do you record it? Do you do it live? Can we, can we see your message? That'd be yeah. awesome. And then Cindy says. Yes. Same with preaching and articles. God downloads for her. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've heard many, many a preacher tell me that. And actually, even a very good friend, my one of my early mentors told me, who also runs an online ministry, she says, the first year is not about anybody else. It's all about you. It's all about him teaching you the way to convey his message. She's like, it's the great, it's the greatest period of growth. And you see so many great miracles. And it's just been exactly as she described it. Hmm. And yes, what a mess when we do it on our own strength. Yes. Wow. So true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No idea what a mess that was. Uh, and then Carrie is laughing at you, apparently. No, I think <laughs> it was you. Yes, I record live. Oh, okay. Live on Facebook. We're gonna have to figure out how we can follow that. I really want to see what you have to say on your message. You got me intrigued. Yes. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and then we're gonna pop obviously back to this message that we heard last night um, on a Thursday the night in Los Angeles. The mo you know, in a place that really needs Jesus. Yeah. And that's the reason I was looking around because of where we were and then the look to see how many people were there. Just like, okay, what's happening? Well, can you imagine the same thing with Kanye's service? Because it was in that same room, 200 mm -hmm. person choir. Wow. Um, praising God. It was, it's just amazing because you know, there's people in that room that don't know Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, that came just because of the music or a friend or somebody had an extra ticket or what have you. And I just love the boldness that Pastor Stephen was like, you probably didn't come here to hear a message, but you're going to get one anyways, you know, and he's, you're going to hear from the Lord. You came to praise the Lord, or maybe you just came to a concert, but you're going to hear from the Lord tonight. Well, what I was thinking about what he said last night is that when the, his church was growing and it's where? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Valentine. Him and his wife were doing backyard churches and, and messages and preaching to people in people's backyards to 10 people. Um, and a dog and probably a cat on the fence. <laughs> Maybe um, some chickens. And then as it began to grow, he went to his wife and, and said that he didn't feel like he was worthy. Like, who, I, I've not, the, I, uh, we need to find, a, we need to find pastor. a pastor. <laughs> and his wife said, well, guess what? You're the one that we've got. And he's like, I'm not worthy to be their pastor. And she's like, well, guess what? You're the one we've got. <laughs> and so just figure it out. Yeah, and uh, went on to grow a uh, a really big church. Um, Controversial, nonetheless. Yes, <laughs> yeah. don't think we don't know that. <laughs> we know it is. I don't. But last night was. I'm sure there were people that that people that peoples and peoples peoples, peoples found uh, Jesus last night. I am sure between yes. the, the the worship and his message, I think were amazing. But to think, and that's that, how I came to Jesus. But to think what God can do um, with a man like that. You know, that uh, felt like he wasn't worthy, that he was uh, and, not, but, the, not supposed to be the pastor. And yet he had very humble beginnings, grew up in a very small town, but it was always pious. So mm -hmm. I think he accepted the Lord when he was nine, um, was Southern Baptist, conservative, uh, went to Southern Baptist Seminary. And they ran, a, you know, a conservative Baptist uh, 
church until he like, you know, slowly had this vision towards modernizing and he calls himself a preacher mm -hmm. as opposed to a shepherd and a pastor, though they call him Pastor Stephen. He sees himself like they he's constantly criticized and people have interviewed him and he has said, I know people say that um, I sound like a motivational speaker. And he's like, well, if that's what I give people, then that's fine. That's what the Lord's called me to. Hmm. Um, I wrote an article about him called the paradox of a celebrity pastor, because I can, I can never forget uh, that I, that's how I came to Christ. I was just some, you know, broken down, beaten woman with no God anymore. And I clicked on a link and he, I met Jesus through him. So I know he has transformed lives. I met hundreds of them because I worked online in their ministry and hundreds of people came to Christ through him. Now, do the ones who come and stay in that uh, church, do they grow enough? I think that's where the dilemma lies. That's where the controversy lies is they don't grow enough. But um, God willing, if they really hunger for the Lord, they will find um, their footing in mm. the church that they ultimately belong in. Is there any chance, and I hope this isn't blasphemous, was that the word? Is that Radical. Right? Yeah. Were there, is there any disciples that you could say were like the first stepping stone, like that were the more mild mannered, not maybe like um, Paul, who was a, maybe a little bit stronger? you know, in, in fearless, where there was more of a, a, a disciple. Well, Matthew, that... the tax collector guy, he didn't seem to be very, didn't rely on brute strength. Well, a lot of them, most of them didn't except Peter. Meek and mild. Yeah. I'm not saying that, that, that Steve is meek and mild, but it just there's like, you would, Stephen, uh, Furtick, uh -huh. reminds me of somebody who's like, it, it's he's like the beginning stages of Christianity for yes. somebody. Like I, I say it's started. like the kiddie pool. Yes. Yeah. That he has a place. Yes. That to dismiss him as something that's not good or not worthy of acknowledgement through for the Christ, the Christian faith, I think is a little bit of a disservice. If if he's has this many people following across the United States that the world. you could you could say, you know, hey, we're gonna show up at a pop-up in Riverside and we go there and there's they oversold. There's like too many tickets and uh, too many 5, tickets sold people <laughs> for a two thousand person room. <laughs> um there's got to be something said that that is powerful for, uh, you know, the message of Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, he may not be able to take you to a place where you learn about Jesus. Enough. enough. A mature Christian yeah. that is eating meat and not milk. So I just, I mean, I'm just wondering if, if, if it isn't safe to say that he has a place in this. That's in what this, I said. In, in, in the overall church, if we're to look at it as one church. It's like the greeter at the door. That's you know, does that guy know anything about? I mean, does he have to know, you know, scripture by heart to be the greeter at the door to get you in the door? If he's right. nice and he's like, "Oh, welcome, we love having new people here." Where it is that we, you know, that what do you need to know? Who do you need? Do you do you need prayer? And he goes, "I'm not the one to give you the prayer, but I'm more than happy to help you find somebody for prayer." It's kind of like that. Yeah. He's like the greeter at the church. I'm sure, he doesn't <laughs> see himself that way, but okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, Schnooks. Yeah. What does Andy have to say here? Can you uh, God's, decipher that? God's wisdom that we need never ceases. Amen. First year or the 50th year listening to him. Uh, nice. The wisdom never ceases. I Thank you, him. Andy. Yes, we need him. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I was hoping that. Let's get to the scripture real quick. Just to...
Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And interestingly enough, people, we should remember <laughs> that this part of scripture is after Paul was praying to remove the thorn from his side that the devil had stuck in him. So he wanted whatever ailment it was, there's all these conjectures over what it was, but he needed the Lord. He wanted the Lord to remove this infirmity from him, whatever it was. And the Lord's response to him is this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for by my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, Paul says in response, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's the power of knowing when you're going through a storm is you remember that, that, that God is part of the trial is taking you to your knees to rely on him and to know that he will get you out. Mm -hmm. That we cannot, we can never lose hope that he will see us to the other side. Right. And it's no longer I who live, but the righteousness of Christ that lives in me. And this has to do not only when we are broken somehow or we are sick or ill or have a lost loved one. It's also when we hear God's voice say, I need you to do this. Which you are incapable and, of doing. Yeah, and we go, well, wait a minute. Um, I don't know if I can. And he goes, if I told you to? Then you can. You can. <laughs> if I tell you, if I take you to it, I have put it in you. Right. And I, and I find that we find that with so many things, whether it's, you know, raising children or I told Andy, I, there's something that the Lord told me in worship last week. And it was, and, and uh, in the sermon last night, Pastor Simon was saying that sometimes it's just, I don't have enough time. Oh, Lord, I just don't have time for that. <laughs> you know, he's like, even if you think you've got the capacity to do it, you just say, well, there's just not enough time to do it. Mm -hmm. So I've been putting it off for that. Oh, it takes just too much time. Yeah. Yeah, you find the time. Find the God time. will give you the time. Uh, Zechariah 4, 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. For all of the heroes of the Old Testament always felt inferior, mm. you know, because he, God chose inferior men. You know, they were broken and um, not capable of what he would take them to, except they had faith. Wow. That is awesome. Let's hear what um, Jim Ryman has to say okay. on this devotional. Um, Jim Ryman says, when it comes to spiritual things, human weakness or human strength, for that matter, is meaningless. Although God has chosen to work through his people in many ways, he is not dependent upon us yes. or on our own human power to accomplish his purpose. The Lord has said, I make it, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Amen. That's from Isaiah 46, 10. 
Paul certainly understood that God's purpose indeed will stand and that his power is made perfect in our weakness. This is why he went on to say after our text first today, that instead of boasting in his own power, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may restore, may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Father, as the power of the Lord came upon Elijah, may you, may your power be mine today. May I trust solely in your strength, be faithful in your calling, and do your will in your way and in your timing. Amen. Amen. There's something really powerful about this verse of Isaiah, because it's, I make known the end from the beginning, which is all his Bible is. The prophetic nature of the Bible is that I tell you in the beginning what is going to happen in the end and what is still to come. So it's just, he's just describing his own majesty to us that not only does he order the universe and everything that is to happen, the big things, but we have to drill down and realize he's ordering all the little things in each of our lives mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> we just have to trust it. And not only in our life, we can look at it in a in city a, or in our own little tiny worlds of our life. Yeah. But when we look at what's happening throughout the world, exactly. that it's all, it's all there. It's all in the Bible. It's all been told. God knows the beginning, the middle and the end. Yes. And that we need to be kind of glad that we see what's happening. We kind of glad that all this madness, all this destruction, all the things that are happening are exactly what is said in the Bible. We'll go back to the time of Moses uh, before the end comes before the time of Noah, time of Noah. Sorry, Moses, uh, time of Noah. Thank you. Uh, the time of Noah, uh, that uh, this is exactly kind of where we're at right now. They'll when you look at everything and drinking happening. and marrying. And, and it's, and the comforting thing in that, in, in knowing that he knows the end from the beginning is, so what my article is on this week is that even so, as it happened in the Old Testament, when he kept warning the Israelites about debauchery and that judgment was coming, is he will count who stood. We will be held to account. So even though we say, oh, well, you know, this is end times. Well, Jesus is coming. So we, we have nothing to do. Oh, no. Can you imagine if during the times of Balaam and all of the other uh, horrible rulers that, the, that the, the Jewish kings were, that if, they, if everybody in town and a lot of them did, were just like, well, what can we do? They put idols in the temple and they're fornicating on the temple floors. What can we do about it? Well, God took out his wrath on everyone for not mm. doing anything. He says, even, he says, you can even be counted by groaning. So I, he, I will notice those who mourn for mm. the kids that were sacrificed to Moloch. So even if all we contribute is moaning, God will count that. Wow. But we can't do nothing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's coming up some good stuff. <gasps> Andy says, Sue says, hi. <laughs> Sue Myrick says, hi, Edia. In my live scripture, the scripture that I live by is by John the Baptist. He must become greater that I may become less. Amen. It's helped, especially in Washington, D.C. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. You still see, Sue? I love that. 
Oh my God. Sue is uh, the Congresswoman that he worked for. She was a tremendous support to me. She turned, uh, she was a great friend. It was, it was a difficult time because I was Mm. fighting the entire Muslim community. So everybody accused us of being heretics and sellouts and traitors and, you know, so uh, it was between Sue Myrick and Michelle Bachman and Congressman Wolf, Frank Wolf, a couple of others, but it was more important to call you names and then look at actually what you were saying to, to warn them of what was about to come. This is exactly <laughs> what we're seeing today. Same, same thing. Uh, what is the scripture again, Acts? Do you Three. remember? Three? I'm trying to... Yes. The gates of the temple called beautiful. Okay. Where... Um... Where did he start Six. from? He started from the temple. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those in the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took him by the right hand, helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. (laughs) Instantly. Get up and walk. That is so... I love that story. It is. Oh, it's not a story. It's not a story. That chain of events. (laughs) That chain of events. Um. The, the interesting is that he didn't ask him. He didn't say, hey, when you feel like when you feel like it feels a little bit better, when the tingling goes away, you know, on your own. He said, get up, get up. and walk. And there was the guy who got up. And then what did he do? And then he went dancing. He danced. Yes. <laughs> then he went with them into the temple, walking and jumping and praising God. Wow. But that was not the 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 just the idea that peter could could feel that he could do that yeah that that says to 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 be able to take on that what he has seen jesus do i don't know how many times he saw jesus do and this is the first time that uh peter it's i mean it's just like us just even speaking about god and and putting ourselves in a position where a non-believer may be looking at us as somebody that could help them understand jesus I, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like that I could. And here Peter does a miracle. Yep. <laughs> says, and Peter says, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if it's by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and disowned before Pilate, though, I've decided, though he had decided to let him go. You disown the holy and the righteous. You killed the author of life. By the, but it's by the faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. Hmm. How incredible. Yes. That's one of those, that's, uh, there's so many stories in the Bible that I wish I could somehow go back in time and kind of just be there when it happened. That, that, that has to be one of them. That, that would be fun to be there. Right. To, to see. Well, who knows? Maybe when we get to heaven, there'll be like a big DVR. <laughs> we can go back and watch some of them. But there's no time. So who knows? Um, gosh, there was one other thing I want to talk about. Was there anything else about last night that really moved you about um, either 
you know, the, the people that were there, the, the message, the music? No, just, it's just beautiful. It's just corporal worship and having people being in one room and, and God is often in those situations asked me to pray for people. So I prayed my heart out uh, and it just was such a blessing to be a part of. I, I love, and the Lord told me early on in my faith that I would feel this way, that I, I just love being around either new believers or people that aren't believers but that have a hunger uh, for the Lord. It's just, it's for me, it's really empowering. So it was awesome. Do you ever get nervous when people start asking questions? I mean, we went on a show one time where people were just rattling on this one guy in particular was just sending us question after question after question. Do you ever feel like, do you ever get nervous about the questioning and if you're going to be able to, to um, say the words that honor God? I, I mean, I, Or do you even me, think about that? No, for me, I think it's similar to what you would describe as being on the street, mm. where like you don't give yourself time to think, you you just do. Yeah. Um, and so I simultaneously am praying to the Lord as the as the questions come. And I just believe he'll give me the words. And when, if for any reason he doesn't, I'll say so. I don't know the answer to that question, but he seems to he seems to give me um, the answer he wants to give most of the time, at least. Andy, it's so cool. And that Andy, Andy on LinkedIn. Um, we have Muslims that come on and challenge me about Islam compared to Jesus. And we actually had two and a somewhat third come to Christ through the broadcast. It's been awesome. Yes. I hope you'll tell Sue that too. I love that. that, that that's how you, uh, how you put that, that, you know, when you go through the police academy, you know, this a nine month academy, you go, you, you read books, you go through scenarios. Um, you have lecturers that talk about do this when this happens, do that when that happens. But there, it's impossible that almost anything that is taught in those nine months will actually happen when you're on the street. Something well, similar. Yeah. Right. And it's so never the exact same fact so scenario. You're hoping that your training will at least get you to a point where you can have a response that comes close to being right. <laughs> or you'll take action or you'll do something. And that's why they have you with a you know field training officer for a period of time. But regardless, getting out of the car or out of my, you know, when I was a detective being called to a, a crime scene is that you get out of the car with the strength and knowledge that you have been prepared for that moment. Even though you've never been there before, even though it's going to be different than anything you've ever done before, Every murder is different, every crime scene, every robbery, every active shooter uh, situation that you get out of the car and you can hear the gunfire, you, it's different. Different caliber gun, different you know, suspect uh, that has different skills. And that you do, you're so right, that you get out and you just do it because of what your training and experience is giving up to that point where with God. But it's the same. He is, it, it, he, but he was with you. He's like, with you. Not one lieutenant or train, you know, or, you know, field training officer is with me when I got out of the car and went on the call. Never. But isn't it great that when we get out of the car to, to speak to a, 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 a maybe a non-believer or a Muslim, uh, is that God is with us and he's there with his strength and, and trust in us to do that. If we are in obedience. Mm. 
that's the big caveat because I find and other people who do ministry is that you have to be living a life of holiness mm. because otherwise if you're not on your game, you'll come up in a situation where you're caught off and um, could potentially really embarrass yourself. Yep. And the Lord will allow you to do that to show you, look, I need you to walk in holiness because you can't hear me. You can't channel God's words if your own if your own brain if is muddied up the and, water. Yeah, exactly. If your own brain, your own uh, synapses, nerves are firing all over the place. Even I find even if I'm in a, a bad mood, like or if I've just I'm set off that I really I really try to collect myself before I go into human contact mm. because I'm like, oh, I have no idea what can happen. I have no idea who the Lord can send my way. Um, even I find that it's, it's so important. I don't want to interact with somebody with a spirit of anger because I have no idea if that person needed a kind word from me and I'm the person that was not kind and that turns them away from God or further drives them into whatever despair they're suffering from. Mm. So it's even, even simple things like that. I, I try to collect myself um, so as not to dishonor God in even my simplest interactions at the grocery store or at the market or, I mean, you know, wherever. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because mm. sometimes you just want to, sometimes you just, you're caught in your own head, you know, and you're just kind of like, Oh, whatever. Like I just, nothing's going right today, you know, and you just want to mope around and I'm just like, okay, don't do that. No moping, no moping. <laughs> Cause you don't ever know. You don't. Uh, when somebody's going to come up to you. I yeah. Mean, we, we have become a little bit more recognized um, in our community today. I've happened again today, every day. Now I've not been able to go out without somebody going, Hey, and people that I don't, I've never seen before in my entire life. This there happened, you go. It happened today at uh, Stater brothers. I was walking. I see this guy smiling at me. He's in line. I see him. He's a big, tall guy. And I see him. He's like smiling at me. And he, I, I probably, he, he goes, hey, make America great again. Like that. <laughs> and he's yelling over two people or at least one person that's in line. Oh and you God. never know what that person is. Yeah. Right? And he goes, hey, make America great again. He goes, hey, I love what you're doing. I appreciate, you know, he goes, what's this Steve Slauson doing? Why is he running? With? And so he starts, and he's yelling over this woman. Oh my and, God. and I'm trying, and I'm, so I'm conflicted. And, and what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, is that I do another show called Vote PYL Vote, where I talk about current events and political issues that are happening with our school board and why we need to get these two candidates who are conservative Christians voted onto the school board. Yes, and I'm still involved in politics. <laughs> conservative. <laughs> and so, um, and that was the discussion. And so he was asking me about many of the things I have uh, did a show on. Uh, today and over the last several weeks and uh it so just back to your point i'm sorry <laughs> i'd explain a little bit more so yes. you understood the context is that that's kind of the thing that happens now is that not only if we were wearing a shirt that said you know god is my you know servant or a cross like i wear on my shirt that, that kind of stuff is that that alone will sometimes people will say hey you're a follower of jesus or hey yeah. i love that thing and that you have that potential of being in a situation where you can't be cranky cranky pants yeah no and especially around town like i've i asked so often to be used by the lord that i don't know if he's suddenly going to speak to me and say okay see that you know um downtrodden woman over there mm. i need you to go give her some money or give her a ride like there was one woman i saw that i thought he wanted me to give her a ride 
Um, but then I, I, I walked over closer and she walked away from me. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it just, I, I just want to be aware of whatever God may be telling me. And if I'm all cranky pants, I am not aware. I'm just aware of my own feelings. Right. And that's just a terrible place to be when you try to be a servant of God. Try. There's no try. It's either do or don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think it works in God's economy. No, but... There's no try. <laughs> when you are a God servant. I, 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 you know this. Yes. You this take you, try. But that's your, that's your whole like you self-help take... guru. Stuff. No, it's not. Uh, take try out of your, your lexicon. <laughs> I don't know if that's using lexicon the right way, but yes. take it out of your vocabulary. It's either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. Yes. There's no try. <laughs> Anyways, how about the Dodgers? Cindy. <laughs> Cindy says. I'm nervous in anticipation at times. I am sure being a pastor is not easy. But during the moment, I'm in the now with God filling me or say, I don't know. Mm. Amen. That is the important thing also. Is to say, you know, I don't know, but let's get a hold of Pastor Dennis or... Yeah, know, and, or let's look it up. And, or Pastor Cindy. We'll, we'll get a hold of Cindy, <laughs> and she'll know. And uh, we've done that several times on the show mm -hmm. where we talked about some deep subjects that we're not familiar with and be like, let's ask the audience. Anybody that, know? That's one of the things that I, I, I train my trainees uh, is that th th it takes a lot of confidence to say you don't know. Yeah. There, there's guys that just want to have an answer for everything. Yes. And you just, you know, you go, you know yeah. that you're making crap up right now. Right. Right. <laughs> And you know, I know that and you're going to find out they're going to find out that you're making stuff up. So don't do that. If you don't know, there is a, the, it takes a lot of strength and courage to say you don't know, but you're going to find out. You're going to get hold of somebody. That's a good one for you. <laughs> and he says, uh, yes, I'm in small towns. I walk and people say, hey, it's preacher lady. <laughs> Always have to be an example of Christ. The lady backed into my car at the parking lot the other day and got out and yelled at me and said it wasn't her fault. I got a little irritated and wanted to bobblehead back at her, but I had to walk back and pray. Exactly. Exactly. Because once wow. you take on the mantle of Christ, you go out and just and get a little bit crazy on people. They're like, oh, oh figures, another hypocrite. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I don't want to be that person, Lord. Yeah. For 30 years, I've driven uh, usually with a truck that says Falco Canine Academy on it. <laughs> you know, some my business name and phone number. Yes. And uh, if uh, this car is driving erratic, <laughs> please call. And now, of course, I put a personalized plates on. So they're even driving around town. I can't. I can't. Yes. I, I do maybe speed a little bit. A little bit. I'm barely over. Run lights. Yeah. Oh, I did call the chief of police today, by the way. Oh, know. yeah. Let that go. I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I left him a voicemail message. Oh, dun, da, da, da. <laughs> I said, hey, Chief, listen, this is Andy. I got to talk to you about something. I gave him a little bit of a rundown. Okay. Have a little situation here in your Belinda. The only reason I, I now I think maybe I want to bring it up is that um, <clears throat> there's, there's certain things that you're going to know in life that you have to weigh that if I have this knowledge, what do I do with this knowledge? What, what good can come from this knowledge or what bad can come from this knowledge? Yes. And you have, to, you have to weigh it out. Difficult. Uh, and um, I just, I, uh, as, as I thought that I was going to lean, but I waited a couple of days, prayed about it. It, it was the, the, the message I got was that I had to say something and let it mm. go from there. It reminds me, and I know this is a little bit cryptic, but this has to do with a criminal activity that has to do with a, uh, a teenager. And uh, I think it's important to 
talk to the police about it to see if they can maybe get him on the right track. Yeah. As opposed to uh, necessarily jailing him or ruining his life for the right. rest of his life. That maybe inter uh, interdiction interdiction now may may solve some problems. But what I wanted to say, it reminded me of a case that I was involved in with that homicide, where my knowledge potentially, um, if it, when testifying as an expert witness in this case, would have caused the jury to find what I believe to be a guilty man innocent. Right. And I was confronted with this, this problem <laughs> because I do have a, speci uh, a specialty and a, and a knowledge that I, I get called upon as an expert witness. And it was hard because it was a homicide and it was uh, in the act of a sex crime that this murder occurred. And um, as I went through the evidence, it, it, it was clear to me that the, the suspect um, was guilty. Was guilty. Though the dog sucked. Yeah, the dog in the case was horrible. <laughs> um, but I went to the pastor, Pastor uh, Chris Ward, and gave him all the information. And he uh, said, you got you to gotta tell the truth. You, you've been called to do this. You, were, you are in a position to do the right thing, to tell the truth. And then God will take over from there. And, um, and that's what happened. I, I did testify. I gave, gave my testimony and it, they still found him guilty. And I didn't throw the case. I didn't say, I didn't do a bad job of testimony. I just stated the facts and some other stuff uh, apparently uh, came up and they were able to find him guilty, which is, which was the right thing to do. So these things are difficult, but God, um, I think we'll use them uh, in some very interesting ways. And I think that it was just teaching me that, you, you have the knowledge of these things. And in most cases, uh, I think he tells me that you have to tell the truth That's and awesome. you have to uh, do what's right. So um, we cannot post Kyle's comment, oh. <laughs> but Kyle, we haven't seen you in a long time. Hey, and I think he's gone. Um, oh. He said he went to bed, but he said he's been oh. playing some games with people on the internet because Kyle comes on and ironically, Andy was just telling the story of how oh. There's guys who come on and or people that come on and and ask us all of these questions and sometimes very difficult questions. And so Kyle is one of those people. And so he happened to get on just now. There's a little profanity in it, so we're not going to post his comment. But he said, I've been playing around with people tonight again on the Internet, and you two are still the most logical, respectful of trolls and commentators. I'm heading to bed, but have a great night and I'll tune in again sometime in the future. What a testimony from Kyle and the CV. <laughs> Kyle's on Twitch. That's uh, yes. if you don't know what that is, it's a uh, it's another social media platform which gamers usually are on, uh, but they do some other shows on that particular thing. But we get some interesting comments from people on Twitch, and Kyle is one of those interesting people where he's going to find Jesus Christ. Yes, because he keeps coming on the show. Well, for Jesus Christ isn't lost. <laughs> Jesus is going to find him. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. <laughs> All right. You've talked enough, Schnugs. I know that you want to go on forever. You have probably other stories you Chatty want to tell. Kathy. Look at that peacock that's on that screen right there. If there is, how could there not be a God? If you see a peacock, what else? Look at that. It's not by accident by a bunch of worms. And no. Uh, there's a picture on another, another t television we We've have. We've got there. a lot of screens in this room. <laughs> and then the screensaver. This there's peacock actually five screens in this room. <laughs> Look at that. It keeps changing to these nature pictures, but oh. praying for Kyle. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Kyle has been on a number of times and we've talked all about the tenets of, of Christianity and Jesus and a personal relationship. So yes, Same. we're all saying a prayer for Kyle to come to saving faith. 
I would have put his comment up if you wouldn't have stopped me. I know, because I don't think you read it. (laughs) I know, I would have even reading it. This is the world that we live in. And uh, I just think that people need to see what's out there and that we're not afraid to. I read it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But I'm just saying that I just would have said I would put up that these these are some of the things that we're, um, we're being attacked with, these types of things, words and statements and things like that. You're right. Though. You're right, though. Not to put it up. I th- I'd like to think so, <laughs> but who am I to say? You might. You might be right. Occasionally. O- occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> All um, right. Anything else, my I'll love? Oh, you want to tell people about the Edify app? I was just gonna do that. Oh wow. Edify.app. It's the Edify app, which is the Christian Podcast Network. We are members, and we would love it if you would download, subscribe, and hit like. That would be quite a blessing for us. Yes. And Andy, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks, I'm, Andy, I'm if you're glad, still around. I'm glad that Hedia knows another amazing person named Andy. Yes. <laughs> All right. We love you. Hey, and we want to find out a little bit more. Can you private message us, uh, Cindy? Um, I don't know. Do you do it on that page that you are uh, messaging us from? Or do you? Yes, yeah, uh, send us a page? link to your um, like church website where you broadcast live so we yes. can watch. We'd love to see it. And we'd love to share it out with our audience. Yes. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Good night. God bless. Take care.